It's a Thursday edition of Locked on Warriors. I'm Wes Goldberg, Warriors beat writer for the Mercury News. Make sure to follow Locked on Warriors on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Odyssey, or wherever you get podcasts for episodes every day, Monday through Friday. Coming up on today's show, we talk about the Warriors' chances to pull off a first-round upset in the playoffs and which Warriors deserve award consideration. Today's episode is brought to you by Locker Room. Download the app and follow me at WC Goldberg to be notified when my live recordings of Locked on Warriors goes live. Locker Room, changing the way we talk sports. You are Locked On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, let's do this. I am joined today by Modak Keel from the Athletic NBA Show and Nerder She Wrote, a great podcast that I highly recommend you guys check out. And uh, we've got a lot of things to cover about the Warriors, uh, but let's start with awards because Steph Curry is I don't get a hi how you doing uh on the hey, pod I know well, we just I know I mean I know we did it before but like don't you st- at least give the listeners a little bit of like hey Wes is a nice guy <laughs> they don't think I'm a nice guy they think I'm overbearing uh well, it's because like- you don't start out the the pod with a hi hey how you doing how's it going been a while like man <laughs> straight oh, into hey, it man how you doing it's I'm fine let's go right into it I'm just kidding <laughs> You're like enough chit chat. I'm a busy man. <laughs> no, I'm great, man. I'm great. Uh, well, I wanted to bring you on because you um, you're, you're you see the game at such a, a at such an interesting level uh, because you have experience working in the NBA because obviously you do a great job with your own podcast now and uh, you you tweeted out a video. You do these. Uh, one mo thing did i get it right yes yes, yes. um videos about steph and draymond's pick and roll game and it reminded me i haven't talked to mo in a long time so yeah. uh the ferry building misses you san francisco misses you but uh anyway let's uh is that <laughs> that's why i did it i did it to get to get your attention wes i was sitting there and waving Very like good. wes wes look at this <laughs> it worked <laughs> your, your master plan worked out uh but steph's mvp case um Interesting spot for him. He's not going to win it. That's going to Jokic, and he should. But I think there's still some merit in arguing where he should be on a ballot, right? Because when you look years and years down the line, you know, people care about that stuff. Was it a second-place finish, a fifth-place finish, whatever? Uh, I think he can. I think he has a legitimate case, Steph does, to fall anywhere between number two and number five on the ballot, depending on what you think of his stats, how much you value a team winning versus a player's MVP case. So Mo, I'm just curious, where would you slot Curry on, on, on your MVP ballot? Yeah, I think I would put him – it's tough. I think I'd probably put him anywhere between third and, and fifth. Um, you know, and I think for me, this will probably annoy people, but I, I think Embiid's the clear second uh, yeah. guy. Uh, obviously, Jokic, we both agree – it's him hands down. Like anybody that wants to argue otherwise, I'm sorry. You just, you weren't watching him all season, plain yeah. and simple. Um, you know, the, uh, what Embiid has done for Philly, I get it. He, he He's missed a ton of games and things like that. But when he's on the court, it's like, this is a whole different team. And I think, and you can make that same argument with Steph, especially on this current Warriors iteration. But, you know, it's, so much of it is from Embiid and the fact that they're probably going to be the number one seed in the East by the time this airs or, or the, by the time people listen to it. So, you know, I just think 
he's got to be second in, in that sense. But Curry's been amazing this year. I'm not going to be I'm not going to be upset with anybody that has a different two through five in that sort of who, conversation. Who is your two through five? You've got Embiid at two. I got Embiid at two. Um, it's tough. I probably think I have Giannis at three. Yeah. And then Curry at four. And the fifth is still kind of a toss-up. Like, you know, it's it's I can't give it to James Harden just because he tanked eight games to start the season for Houston to work his way out. Worked great for him. Can't give you a MVP yeah. the year you, you get docked for jerk points. A it, little it, bit. It happens. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I don't know if you can give him that. I think, you know, Doncic has been really good. Um, I think you got to kind of look a little bit at what Dame Lillard has done in in that range. But that that fifth spot's going to be, I think, really up Chris for Paul. grabs. Chris Paul, yeah. no, another name. Like, that thing's going to be really up for grabs. And, yeah. and I could see it comes down to, like, one vote difference to whoever gets that fifth slot in the uh, MVP ballots. And basketball reference lists, you know, a, a, they go as far as the top 10 or 15 or something. But the difference between a top five finish and being sixth on the ballot, to me, is tremendous. Like, when you think about legacies and stuff, uh, nobody cares if you're sixth. But if you're fifth by a hair, like by one vote, <laughs> right. that matters, right? And And I think there's a... I think you're right. That fifth spot to me is really interesting. I think Steph this season has done enough. And by the way, I agree. I think it's going to come down to point guards, Chris Paul, Damian Lillard, Luka Doncic. It's going to be one of those three ending up at five. I think the top four are pretty clear between Jokic is easily number one and Bede, Curry and Giannis. And most people I think would agree with you that Embiid is number two, but I will make the case for Steph at number two. I don't know if I believe it, Mo, but I just want to try to make the case. Right? See if you could change my mind. Let's go. Let's see if I can change my mind. Uh, <laughs> Steph Curry is by the end of the season is going to have played as long as both Embiid and, and Steph play the rest of the year, which is like what two more games for each team. Yeah. Uh, Steph is going to have played 13 more games than Joel Embiid and almost 600 more minutes than Joel Embiid. And if you look at the raw counting stats, Steph blows away Embiid in a lot of these different stats, obviously. And both of them, as far as what is the most efficient offense in the NBA, it's Steph Curry shooting a three pointer or Joel Embiid posting up. And so for just as far as their offensive dominance, they're the same. Embiid, obviously, you, you get points for what he can do on the defensive end, where, where Steph has been okay, but he's not Joel Embiid, defensive player of the year caliber type. Um, but he's going to play a lot more games and a lot more minutes. I wonder how much – and you could make the argument, too, that for Ste if Steph is not on the Warriors, the Warriors are like the Houston Rockets right now. Where if Joel Embiid's not on, on the 76ers, yeah, they're not a title contender, but you still have Ben Simmons. You still have Tobias Harris. You still got a really deep roster full of really good players uh, and depth there. And they've survived in those games without Embiid for the most part. That would be, I guess, the argument for Steph at number two. I think there's at least an argument to be made, but I don't know if you make it, it's enough to get him over the hump. Yeah, it's just hard, you know, in the – these are all compelling points, you know, in that sense of like, hey, he's played so many more minutes. I mean, 600 more minutes is not a small number to sneeze at, right? Like, that's a huge difference. And Steph is the Golden State Warriors offense, plain and simple. Like, that's the guy that makes everything go. 600 them. more minutes, by the way, is like 12 more, 12 or 13 more games per season. That's a lot. Yeah, no, I mean that's a ton, and 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 that kind of boils down to him playing thirteen more games than right, exactly than than Joel. So I I think it's, you know, there were questions going into the season, stupid questions of like whether Steph could carry the offense. Can you run an offense strictly through Steph and things like that? And 
you know, I think any, I mean, anybody who had doubts got a resounding answer in terms of, yes, look at what he's done this year. I think, you know, but you also got to weigh in a little bit, Wes, of where the teams are. You know, team success matters to a degree, not a whole amount and not a large amount. And I'm not against giving a guy whose team is sixth or seventh in the – I mean, look, Jokic's team's probably going to finish fourth or third, and, you know, he, he's going to be the runaway MVP. You know, but I have a hard time, like, when you look at it going, like, man, Curry's team's going to be in the playing game. You know, I, I have a hard time putting that MVP there. And I kind of compare it to all the years Damian Lillard has had to do this for Portland in that sense of, you know, the the whole – uh, I got to carry the team and things like that. And I've taken them as far as I could. And it's only good enough for six or seventh in the West. And I think, you know, I think that's along the lines of Steph's candidacy for me as MVP. And this isn't to take away anything from Steph. He's freaking amazing, you know, and I'm sure Warriors fans will be upset about some of my points, but it's just like, it's the reality of it. Yeah. Like, you know, Sixers I, are g- going to win the top seed. I, I do. I I tend to go with you where I do award team success, because to me, when you look at the MVP and all and the all NBAs and all the awards, it really should be a story of what the season was. And the fact that Steph is even I think that's how people are going to end up uh, is kind of splitting the difference and putting Steph at third or fourth, yeah. you know, above, you know, the Chris Pauls and the Damian Lillards and Luka Doncic's maybe some I think what, what we're really going to be looking at is does does Giannis end up at three or does Steph end up at three? And I think most people have already settled on Jokic and Embiid being their numbers one and two. So that's fair. I just wanted to make the case because I think it's at least worth bringing up because I do think that numbers two through four for the most part are pretty interchangeable. And I wouldn't knock anybody for putting Steph at two or at four, but I don't think he should be any, any lower on a ballot than that. Let's talk about Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing number of vehicle makes and models, it can be impossible to stock all the parts you need for your car, especially now while you might not be able to visit a traditional store. So do it easily online at rockauto.com. rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts to customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything you need from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all of the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand specifications and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much on the same parts? Just go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck and then write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. Draymond Green's Defensive Player of the Year case. Is there one to be made? Because the Warriors are fifth in defensive rating as we're talking. Uh, and if you look up and down that roster, I'm going to make the case for Andrew Wiggins here in a little bit for an all all NBA defense team. But um, Kevon Looney is a really good defender. That's it. Like Kent Bazemore is solid, you know, <laughs> right. it's like you look up and down that roster. It's Draymond Green so much. And and I just look, he's not going to win defensive player of the year again. But th- the whole point of this is to kind of go through the process of it and, and try to make an argument. Uh, Draymond Green's defensive player of the year case. Do you think he has one? No. And, and it has nothing to do with Draymond in the sense of, look, Draymond's kind of the opposite of Steph. Steph is the whole offense for the Warriors. Mm-hmm. Draymond's the whole defense for the Warriors. And he's phenomenal. And he's 
absolutely amazing, you know, as a defensive player. And it's all instincts and reads and, and how he responds. I love his ability to diagnose a situation and, and almost prescribe the solution just as quickly and get there and, and be in the spots to make the plays and things like that. I love him as a defensive player. But, again, when you look at it, like, I think it's Rudy Gobert again. Mm-hmm. And if it's not Rudy, I really think you have to look at Ben Simmons. That team is second in defensive rating. I know he has Joel Embiid behind him. He has Matisse Thybul on the wing with him. They got good defenders on that roster. But he guards literally one through five. Mm-hmm. You know, And he can probably guard a sixth person if there was one on the court. Like That's the kind of defense you see from Ben Simmons. And for me, it's, it sounds funny. I'm really going Philly versus Golden State today <laughs> now that I think about it. But, um, but I think Ben Simmons, you know, has that versatility where Draymond used to be able to guard once, you know, in yeah. his younger days. That's not, really not, not what he can do anymore. And, and Simmons' versatility opens so many more doors for Philly, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and it's such a key. You see how bad their defense is on games he's missed. You know, now they still may have won those games because Embiid was on the floor and got to the line a thousand times. But, like, he, his defense takes that team to that next level. And, you know, like, I think he has a case for defensive player of the year over Gobert. I don't think he's going to win it. Um, I haven't dove at the numbers between those two all that much, but I just don't think – um, anybody's going to beat Rudy Gobert just with how good the Jazz are, you know, probably going to be the top seed in, in, in the entire NBA yeah. if the, the Suns don't overtake him. And, and I think, you know, Rudy's such a big part of that. It's, it's hard to kind of think that there's that. He's probably going to finish third in the, in the ballot. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you. I think Rudy's going to run away with number one. Ben Simmons should be there at number two. I have Draymond Green fourth or fifth on my defensive player of the year. Who do you have list. third? Bam, you, Bam Adebayo. Bam Adebayo. Because yeah. I think Draymond over the last month or so has come on really strong. If Draymond played the way he has this last month all season long, I think he's up there with Ben Simmons. Uh, but he hasn't, right? He just hasn't. Right. He, he wasn't in game shape to start the year. Uh, the Warriors went through stretches where they were one of the worst 10 defenses in the league. And that stuff for the season award matters, you know? And I think everybody wants to look at what Draymond is doing now and say, oh, wow, he should be – in consideration, look, I have him on my all NBA, uh, all, all defense team, and he deserves a spot there most certainly. But for the singular award of defensive player of the year, some of that also matters. You watch the whole season and just how it's so hard to, to, to parse through the numbers and stats on defense. Sometimes you just got to watch the game and just like, who am I just scared shitless of? And it's Rudy Gobert, Ben Simmons, and Bam Adebayo are the three guys. And if Anthony Davis honestly played more games, he'd be up there too. It's just yeah. guys who I'm just like, Anybody but him, anybody but him. And I'm not going to, I'm not saying Draymond doesn't screw things up for opposing offenses all the time. He does, but he's done it more over the last month or so than he has uh, for the balance of the season. Yeah. And you know, when you, you look at kind of the comparison of those other guys, you know, Ben Simmons goes from guarding Damian Lillard one night, you know, to having to take on bam or something like he, you know, he's gone through some real, like that, that versatility is big Draymond. I think it's such a great point. And he didn't start out the season this way. It's been something of the last month where he's really kind of gotten going and, and, and feeling good. And that bodes well for the Warriors postseason hopes. But I think, you know, this is a longstanding thing where everybody else you name from day one has delivered, you know, defensively. 
mm-hmm. in that sense. And, you know, you can, we can quibble Bam or, or, or Draymond Green three or four or things like that. But I think that's, I think there's a clear cut two guys yeah. for that award. And then after that, it's, it's, it's the others. And it's, here's the thing. And because this is the funny, when people get upset about this, even if your guy finishes six in the balloting, do you know how many people are in the NBA? <laughs> 450 people, and we're saying your guy is the sixth best, and you're upset. It's like, yo, <laughs> chill out. <laughs> it, it, it's, you're right. And that even, you kind of look at the all-NBA teams, too, and it's like, hey, you weren't one of the best 15 guys, but I got you as an honorable mention at 17 or 18. And a lot of fans would want the honor for their player, and I get that. But, like, okay, if you still have – if you're a team that has two of the best – 40 players in the league, you're probably one of the best teams in the league. That's kind of what we're talking about. Um, it, it also goes to this point, too, and I don't think this kind of really uh, gets hit on enough because some guys aren't going to make it because they were injured for a lot of the years, mm-hmm. the season. Like I, Anthony Davis is probably not going to make an all-NBA team for having missed a ton of games. He he would normally be on there. Same for Kevin Durant, right? So that's mm-hmm. two more spots that would be automatically taken somewhere in the all-NBA list. Yeah. But it's such a good sign for the NBA that we have so many talented guys that deserve to be in the top 15, mm-hmm. you know, and it's just like, there's just, there's only 15 spots, you know, yeah. I have 35 guys for 15 spots and it's, what are you going to do? That's a positive thing for the league in the sense of our talent level. We've kind of uh, covered all of the reasons why Steph and Draymond might make these all NBA team lists, but Steph first team all NBA, we don't have to spend a lot of time on that, right? Like, He's 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 the top guard. He's he's got to be. I think yeah. he's 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 got to be. And you know this isn't. It's interesting because this year the delineations with between positions with some of these guys is a little bit different. Mm-hmm. You can go Luca and put him at a forward, and and it's going to cause a lot of interesting things and in how team how people will construct their all NBA teams. I'm leaning um, all the way into that. By the way, I, I think there's been a lot of complaining about about the positionless stuff. I'm like, it is what it is. Get your whatever you need to do to get your 15 best players on there. Do it. Like if you want to put Joel Embiid as your first team forward, I have no problem with it because 10 years from now, nobody's going to be talking about Joel Embiid made it as a forward. No, everybody's going to be Joel Embiid was a first team All NBA selection. That's an, and, that's the only thing people care about. And 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 here's the honest thing: is they should have get rid of that delineation across all names, mm-hmm. guards, forwards, centers. Rudy Gobert is only listed as a center. He should be. You know, teams, people should have that option to put him as a forward. I just think let's just get the best 15. And if one year the all NBA team is going to have four centers on it. Okay. The four centers were the best (laughs) players in the league that year. Like what can we do? You could in a weird way. You could, right? Because Jokic is also listed as forward. You could put Rudy Gobert, Joel Embiid, and Jokic on your first team this year. And I wouldn't be upset with anybody who did that. (laughs) No, go for it. You know, and I think some people go through. I've heard other podcasters say like, hey, you know, I try to go through and, and, and make a team that makes sense. I'm like, okay, that's how you want to go through it. But for me, all NBA is top 15 players. And it's these, hard these with teams the don't have to play. These teams don't have to play. Steph can't yeah. be listed as a center, though. I think that's ridiculous. Um, Why not? No, <laughs> I don't get it. Um, uh, all, all, all defense. I've got Draymond on my first team all defense. Uh, I think Rudy Gobert, Ben Simmons, those are like your anchors, right? And then whatever you do with the rest of the spots, I think Giannis, you kind of have to put him there. I've got Jimmy Butler as my guard. Uh, But the other guys like Drew Holiday, Matisse Thybul, Mikhail Bridges, Bam, Embiid, Lou Dort, Marcus Smart, Clint Capella, Miles Turner. There's a ton of names that you could put on there. But as far as, because it's a Warriors podcast, Draymond, first team, second team, he's got to be on one of those, right? Oh, he's first team. 
first team, first team yeah, in that same. If I mean, we're going to have a discussion of him being defensive player of the year, or his case in there, he's got to be on the, the first team side yeah. of it. I think the second team is going to be a very difficult one to uh, figure out because it's funny as crazy as the offensive numbers have been this year, there's been a lot of good defensive guys out there. Yeah. It's been kind of impressive in that sense. And, you know, doesn't necessarily show in the scoreboard, and things like that. But there are some defensive performances that are going to be highlighted. There's going to be a few guys that are going to get left off that people are going to be pretty upset about. Yeah, Boston fans are going to be really unhappy when Marcus Smart doesn't make it, even though he might over like a Matisse Tybel or somebody that doesn't if have he, a if, I'll be honest. If he makes it, it's honestly just a uh, lifetime achievement award. Yeah, yeah it absolutely. wasn't – It he. Oh, sorry, Boston fans, and I'm not coming anytime soon, so I'm not worried. <laughs> he doesn't deserve to be on the, no. the thing, and you have no gripe. You have no complaints about it either, so there's no, there's no argument to be made. Let's talk about Bet Online. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. The NBA is making the playoff push, and the NHL season and Major League Baseball are in full swing, and the NFL just released its schedule, so get ahead of it now. Bet Online even covers award shows, TV shows, and reality TV, real time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use the promo code LOCKED ON. Again, head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and you're going to get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit, but only when you use the promo code LOCKED ON. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. I think uh, Andrew Wiggins might have more of a case this year than Marcus Smart. And this is the case I want to make. Do I have him on my one of my top two teams? No. But the Warriors are calling voters about Wiggins's all NBA uh, all defense case and so I thought I would look into it. And th- there's there's some interesting numbers here. Uh no wing player has contested more shots this year than Andrew Wiggins. He's contesting 14.1 shots per game and he's holding opponents to 2.4 percentage points below their shooting averages this year. And it's not like they're putting Andrew Wiggins on Marcus Smart, right? They're putting right. Andrew Wiggins on LeBron, on Luka, on Damian Lillard, on Devin Booker. Right. He is guarding the best player. So there's that. He's also one of uh, three wings this year to average 0.9 steals. And for most of the year, he was averaging a a full steal per game. But right now he's at 0.9. I think that's going to get back up to one and one block per game. And that's Robert Covington and Matisse Tybel. And if we talk about and he's averaging two and a half times more defensive rebounds per game than Matisse Tybel. So uh, that would be my case. If I were the Warriors and I were calling all NBA voters, that's the case I'm making for Andrew Wiggins to make one of your two teams. Yeah. First, I want to complain about teams calling voters and don't trying call. to sway them. Don't do that. Don't do <clears throat> I used to, when I would work with teams and like, we would get like a, a, we would see packages being floated around of like, you know, whatever, a bobblehead of so-and-so because they want them to make an all NBA team. Like we, you would see these things. Don't do that. No coffee just, mug, coffee mug stats in the coffee mug. That's it. If you're going to do all of this, listen, if you're going to do all of this, no, no, I want a coffee mug and a bundle of cash. Like, yes, I will be bought, but like, that's the only thing I want from you. If you really want my, how, much would, it, how much would it take to get Andrew Wiggins on your all NBA team? And then you it'd, be, it'd be, it'd be a pretty decent number, you know, but I, I don't want to put the number out there. I want them to set the bar. Mm. How much is it worth to them? Wes, you know, like, yeah. is that enough? And I might go, I might look at them going like, not anymore. 
Yeah, you never make my the first vi- offer in a negotiation. That's negotiation. No, I, let, let's see what they do. But if you're really going to go that, how much do you believe that he should be on there? <laughs> um, no, I, uh, he, he has the case. He's had a good year. I'm still not fully all in on the Andrew Wiggins re- renaissance. I need to see it over time. Like, I want to see it really carry for a, like an entire full season. I don't feel like it was necessarily there from the beginning. For me, I, I think the, the hardest case in that second team is going to be the wings. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, like Matisse Tyabel should be on second team all defense. But you have the argument of, did he play even enough minutes? He was a backup wing. It's not mm-hmm. like he was a, a starter. You know, Wiggins is in these games. and, and Hasn't missed doing, a game all year. Yeah, yeah and, and, and everything you said is correct. Guarding the best players and, and, and putting good numbers on there. The one question I would have, and I didn't look up the – the numbers I probably should have been in trying to be a proper prepared podcast I did debate for you. Um, the uh, I would love to see what his number is when Draymond's off the court defensively. Yeah. I don't have sometimes, that. Either. Sometimes it's the pairings that yeah. help in that sense too, you know, and, and it is very hard to find metrics that make you go with the guy defensively because teams haven't, there's no way defensively, we can have a, a stat that covers everything because your best defensive situation is you didn't allow a shot and there's no way to uh, quantify that. And I think that's kind of the challenging stuff with, with these things. And, and I think, God, it really did turn into Golden State versus Philly guys. And all of this <laughs> stuff. Now it's Tybal versus Wiggins. So Wiggins, uh, Wiggins on the court with Draymond Green has a defensive rating of 110.4, according to uh, NBA.com stats. Uh, oh, wait, I'm sorry. This is when Draymond Green. Wait, let me do this. Let me do this different. This is the Warriors. The Warriors with, with Draymond and Wiggins on the court have a defensive rating of 110.4. The Warriors with Wiggins off the court and Draymond on the court is 101.4. So it's like a nine- that's a nine-point swing when Wiggins comes off the floor, um, which doesn't bode well for Wiggins's case. But uh, when we so, but this is the Warriors with Draymond Green off the court. Mm. When Wiggins is on the floor, they're about three points uh, per one hundred possessions better on defense. So both, I guess, it's hard because the thing it's with not a major. Is, it's not a major drop off. It's no. basically like he's he's still defending. It's like it's not like yeah. a. It's not his defense isn't totally dependent on Draymond, which is a good thing. It's a very positive thing. It's a positive thing going forward for the Warriors, really just in general. Um, You know, if Wiggins can continue this defensive push uh, in the next season, and I know we'll probably talk about that a little bit later, but Mm -hmm. I think that's an important thing to to look at. And it's been an important growth. And and for it to continue, I think it's going to matter for the Warriors. I, you know what? I'm going to stand a little bit. And I think Wiggins has a legitimate case. He's not going to make an all NBA, an all defensive team. Uh, but there's an availability factor that, that is here. He's played more games than anybody else this year because he's played all of them. Uh, he does do it against the best defender every, or the best offensive player every single night. And, and the stats are there. Um, and, and when you look at, uh, look, it, you said it's, it's crowded for the wings. I think Jimmy Butler, Giannis, Draymond, like those are your forwards in whatever way. Uh, all, defense, all, all, guard. all defense isn't isn't delineated by positions, is it? Or is that rookie? All oh, rookie. 
I think all rookie, you could go wherever you want with it. I think all it's, defense, you need two guards, two forwards. It's position. Okay, it's position. Yeah. Got to get rid of that. It's just so stupid. It is. Especially now, because if you're really a good defender, you can, you're can. you Ben Simmons, and you're just, whatever. Just put me on the floor. You, I got this. Where, yeah, where are you going to put me? I guard everybody. You know, I, ha- I have Bam on my second team only because I didn't know where to put him on my first team, but I feel weird about that because I feel like he should be on my first team. No, but, you know, it's, it's hard. Like, if you're going to look at the first team, you know, it's – you're looking at the center is going to be Rudy Gobert and you can make the argument that it should be Embiid. And then, you know, when you look at the forwards, you know, Giannis still, uh, still a defensive force. Jimmy's still a defensive force. Like it's tough. Like that's the, again, good problems for us to have in the league is having too many guys that actually play defense. You know, if the refs can help us out and not call so many damn fouls, we might actually have a, a, a normal scoring NBA game. Can the Warriors pull off a first-round upset over Utah or Phoenix if they make it out of this playing tournament? I'm going to go no. I think they can make it tough. Um, and I, just in the sense of well, – well, let me change one thing. If Utah isn't healthy, if Donovan Mitchell and Mike Connolly aren't back, they have a legitimate chance to upset them. Okay. I'll give them that. Like, that's a legitimate – because that team's not healthy. Fully healthy, I don't think they can beat Utah. But we expect Utah – to be healthy, right? We expect at least Donovan Mitchell. I haven't seen anything, you know, that, yeah. that has, has, has made, has made me confident because also it's an ankle injury. Mm-hmm. So it's not like he's running and keeping his win. Like there's going to be a process of him getting yeah. back, but just him on the court adds so much for the jazz offensively. And we saw without the jazz, it was like a final possession game against the warriors mm-hmm. uh, a few nights ago. So, you know, I, I think they can beat them without those guys healthy but the healthy i can't see them do that i can't see them even though they just beat a a fairly healthy suns team it's hard i think they can give any of these teams a run it'd be a tough series it's not going to be a sweep i don't think it'd be like six games to me because curry's going to win you one game on his own right you know you you know and, and maybe one and a half and then just other guys need to get going so i think that's the thing I'm, I know I'm a little bit of a downer in that instance, but I just don't think they can, they got the firepower really to, to overtake them. A couple of things that stand out to me in that two game series. I mean, look, it was very impressive. Got to give credit where credit's due to the Warriors. They earned each of those wins. Um, but the manner in which they earned them is, is you can kind of look at it glass half full, glass half empty. On one hand, they won it in, in two games where Steph wasn't at his best, right? Uh, and, and to win those games when Steph isn't playing at his best is like, all right, well, what if Steph does play at his best? What can you do? And, and I think there's some validity to that. But at the same time, Kent Bazemore scored 19 points and then 17 points. That's not happening in the playoffs. Uh, they got 20 offensive rebounds in those games. That, I don't know what happened. The, the Warriors have not gotten an offense, 20 offensive rebounds <laughs> the entire season before those games. And I don't know. Uh, and, and so for some reason they were able to grab a bunch of offensive rebounds and create some extra possessions. I think that was a fluke. I just, I think that's an anomaly. It's not going to happen again because also the Warriors don't crash the boards on offense. It's not something that they're trying to do in the first place. So they're trying to get back and play transition defense. So, um, there, there's like some weird fluky things, you know, you mentioned Mike Conley and Donovan Mitchell not playing in that Utah game. That's definitely important. Um, there's just some weird fluky things. I'm not calling, I'm not saying that those two wins were a fluke. There was just weird stuff happening. In those two and, games. And and the thing is, Steph having a bad game is because that was those teams' game plans. That's right. We're putting a lot of attention on Steph. And let's see. Okay, Kent Bazemore won them one game. Mm-hmm. Can he do it three more times? 
like that's the bet you're taking you know like and that's how teams are going to defend the warriors like mm -hmm. great our, there's going to be two ways they'll defend the Warriors. One, we'll take our chances with Curry going off, but we're not going to let anybody else get looks, mm -hmm. right? Which is a dangerous proposition because Curry goes nuclear, you're screwed. Um, or we're just going to double and triple Curry. We're going to wear him down throughout an entire series. And we're going to bet that Draymond, who had a good night, you know, one of those mm -hmm. games, an 11-11 triple-double, uh, kind of deal, you know, Bazemore going off, you know, Wiggins and things like that. Points we're going to bet against Phoenix. Yeah. We're going to bet he can't, they can't do that and beat us four times. And that's, and that, that's the good pet. Yeah. And that's, and that's, and that's the challenge. Right. And so like, you know, I think that's the area where I think it gets interesting for them. And, and, and that's what makes it so hard to say, like me to say like, Oh man, golden state warriors. I, I just can't see them upsetting a team in the first round. I'm with you. I think a few things that they can do, they can they can lean more onto Steph and and just give him four more minutes per game. Basically, he he, ten, he the last time he was in the playoffs, he averaged 38 minutes per game, which was a high for him. It's between 38 and 39 minutes. I was in the 2019 and the 2019 run where they were dealing with a bunch of injuries. Maybe they do that again this year, uh, and you know that that would you're you're kind of going from six minutes a half to four or five minutes a half where where you're counting down until Steph checks back into the game, right? So that could be helpful. Um, that starting lineup since James Wiseman went out with an injury is plus 7.6 points per 100 possessions. That's a really good starting lineup. So you're right. going to be – that can compete with any starting lineup in the league. So you're not going to come out the first 12 minutes and, and, based on these numbers, get shellacked in the first 12 minutes and the game's over, right? Like you're going to be in these games. Uh, they also lean heavily on a Juan Descano Anderson, Draymond Green – Steph Curry uh, line lineups and those lineups are plus 12 per 100 possessions. And they're only going to lean heavier on those. Right. Cause those are the, that's like your closing switchy, you know, death lineup thing that, that they're going to try to lean on. So that would be the way to just, Hey, take your best stuff and just do it more. But we see every team do that, right? The Warriors are going to do that. So is Utah. So is Phoenix. Exactly. So is whoever they're going to play. Right. And you know, the playoffs become so much about game planning and strategy and how you're going to, attack a team and and you're going to take stuff away what can they do after that you, you know and and when they take a action away from the warriors where where do the warriors turn next you know what's you know are we going to have turn the ball over to kelly Oubre and say like all right here you go like that's right i'm just throwing out random crap but like that's the 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 thing so that's that's the challenge for the warriors going forward this isn't a team that it's different if Clay's out there and, and fully healthy, you know, cause that's a, a different scenario and things like that. So I think that's kind of the, uh, the situation, but then this is where we expected them, right? Like mm -hmm. playing tournament, maybe a six seed. I didn't have them more than a, than a, than a first round out. Maybe if they got lucky, depending on matchups, maybe could make a run, but it's not, I, I just don't see it in the cards this year. And, and, you're right. This is where everybody expected them to be once Clay had the Achilles injury, and it's where they need to be, right? This is, and, and there are a lot of Warriors fans saying, "Hey, we should just tank. We have our own first round pick. Let's just tank." I'm like, you can't tank if you want to win the championship next year. I don't care how much you want to try to reverse engineer this thing and outsmart the rest of the league, and how much you think you're light years ahead. First of all, you already have the Minnesota pick. How many rookies do you really want in your rotation next year? We already saw how difficult that was with James, the James Wiseman experiment was. And it's just really difficult to trampoline from lottery team, like top 10 type pick 
to title contender, which is the goal next year. This playoff experience is really important for guys like Andrew Wiggins, Juan Descano Anderson, Jordan Poole. Like this stuff is really, really important. And if you want to make that leap, you have to get into these playoffs and get that experience now. And there's no rookie. And this is a great rookie class from what I've heard. I barely watch college basketball, Wes. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's no, from my understanding, rookie that's coming in there that's like LeBron. That's just going to immediately change your fortunes. Mm-hmm. You know, so, so going in saying like we should think. I think the hope was tank, let's flip those picks for and Wiseman for something right. else was kind of the – is what I hope that person's thinking was and, and that, that idea, but there's no rookie that's coming in that you're, you're going to kind of just automatically go like, all right, we're good. We're going to win a championship next year. Let's look at next season um, and what the Warriors can do because the West is stacked. It's only gotten better since the Warriors made their finals runs, right? Number one, LeBron James is in the Western conference. Now that matters. Uh, Kawhi Leonard is in the Western conference. Now that matters. So you've got the LA teams. You've got Denver, who's going to get Jamal Murray back next year. And they were a bona fide title team. Like I was, I was this close, Mo, to putting money down on the Nuggets. And then Jamal Murray got hurt against the Warriors. And I was like, I'm not going to do that anymore. But even with Michael Porter Jr., by the way, playing the way he has, if he could do this, I, I'm not counting Denver out, most certainly. But uh, obviously their chances took a hit. But going, but going to next year again, you've got the two LA teams. You've got Denver. You've got Utah. You got Phoenix, that's only going to get better, right? You got Dallas and the Pelicans, who have two legitimate top 10 players. Uh, and, and if they could figure out ways to build around them, they could make a leap. Uh, the Warriors' chances, they're going to get Clay Thompson back next year. Probably going to be at a minute's restriction to start the year if he's, if he's even ready to start the season. You're going to hope to get James Wiseman back if he's still on the team uh, some t- at some point in the beginning of the year. But from what you've seen kind of since April and since Steph was on that run, where do you put the Warriors uh, in context of next season? Yeah, it's interesting. Um, the, the thing is, a lot's going to depend on uh, Cloud Clay looks coming back. It takes a while. And here's the thing about the Achilles injury is it leads to – and we're seeing it with KD. Like, you're never going to convince me that all the injuries that KD had to deal with this year weren't related to the Achilles because – your body has to reacclimate itself now to this new situation because you're never the same once you tear your Achilles. And it doesn't mean you can't be great and, and, and all of that, but your body has to learn and adjust. So now you're asking muscles to perform in a way that they never had before, which leads to strains and leads to some awkwardness within your body. So that's a big thing there. But that's why Wiggins' improvement is so important, right? Because like if he can defend – you know, still continue to defend the best guys and allow Clay to ease himself into things. You know, I think they're going to be in pretty good shape, you know, and, and, and work their way up. I won't be surprised to see a slow start, mm-hmm. but I think as the season goes on, they can get going. And I think that's uh, the deal for them. Where they finish, it's going to be interesting. The one thing I'd want to say about the Nuggets is Jamal Murray's probably not coming back until late next year. Like that's an issue for them. You know, him getting hurt so late is, is, is a problem. It's almost going to be, it almost knocks them out for two years. Um, Cause I was with you when, when we were watching them with Aaron Gordon, I was like, yo, this is the second best team in the West. And if the Lakers aren't healthy, they're coming out of the West. Mm-hmm. And, and that was how good they were. The Lakers are going to be a little bit older. We don't know what's going to happen there. Phoenix. We, we don't a hundred percent know if Chris Paul's coming back. Like, it might be smart for him to opt out. I mean, granted, it's a crap ton of money that he'd be he'd be giving up. But if signing a three more three year deal at you know thirty something million each year, 
might not be a bad deal thing. Right. And, and, and with a ton of money out there, there might be something for them. So we don't necessarily know what they're going to look like. I think they'll be in the mix. I don't know if they're a contender next season, but I think that was a, uh, um, and that will be what we'll have to look at. And it's hard to predict this early, it you know, without seeing the free agency moves and, and, and what do they do with the picks and do they even get the pick from Minnesota right. or you what know? do they need? What do they need to add to this team in order to be a contender? Let's not, we can, we don't, let's not even worry about how they do it. Let's what do they need to do? Because if you're Bob Myers, that's the question. It's like, what do we need to add? What do we, how do we supplement this roster? What do we need to change? You start there and then you figure out how, but you need to figure out the what first. Yeah, I think, you know, when I look at it, I kind of, for me, I kind of just want wing depth, Yeah, you know, and they might have, they've gotten it, they've gotten great production out of uh, Juan Toscano Anderson and, and you know, some, some surprising stuff, Wiggins again and all that stuff, but you just want to have depth. This is something the team, when the Warriors were at their very best, mm-hmm. they were so goddamn deep, yeah. you know, and that was pre-KD, to be mm-hmm. honest with you. KD was just the safety valve that always allowed them to hide that they didn't have a lot of depth but when they were really the 73 win warriors it was because they were bringing guys off the bench that you're like yo this dude's a starter on 29 other teams and he's coming off the bench like that's the the level that you're looking at with this thing so i think wing depth is the most important thing that they would need to just again allow them to kind of ease in clay allow them to bring in stuff you know another playmaker would help immensely you know like if they get uh, Minnesota's pick in his top five, you know, getting one of the, and I don't know where these guys are going to fall. So draft right. nerds just chill out, but like <laughs> getting a Cade Cunningham or something, you, you know, whatever a guy right. that falls, you know, that I hear it's a top six draft. So it, it, one of the guys falls, it's an opening, you, you know, it's an opportunity for them to add somebody else to make Steph's job easier. Right. So I think the two things I would look at, you know, and some of it's also going to depend on how much do they believe in James Wiseman, who was very raw, mm-hmm. you know, even this year and still has ways to go to get to that next level. Yeah. Wiseman for all intents and purposes is going to be a rookie by the middle of next year. Still, that's how yeah. long it's going to take him to get 82 games under his belt because of the injuries that he was dealing with this year. And he only played three college games. Didn't play in summer league is going to miss summer league because there wasn't one going to miss this summer league because he's injured and rehabbing from this knee injury. Uh, I don't think that they can afford to rely on Wiseman the way that they did. And so I think some of it too is going to come down to the front office having a reality check and saying, Kevon Looney needs to be our starting center. And James Wiseman just has to be one of three centers that we rotate through the bench. And that's okay. I I make this point to Warriors fans all the time. Bam Adebayo, who we just gloat about in various points during this podcast, played behind Hassan Whiteside for three years. It just takes a minute for these guys. And Kevon Looney is certainly better than Hassan Whiteside. And Wiseman's a baby. You know, he's like 20, yes. right? Like yes. it's not even, and it's hard as big men. Yeah. And one that barely played college and everything you said, you know, just a lack of experience. Honestly, I wouldn't be upset if they put him in the G League for a while. Yo, go get yeah. minutes. Yeah. Just go get minutes and He play. just needs to get like, big. Like you could just tell like as many things as you like about his game. I think that three-point shot has the chance to be legit and things like that. Not Carl Anthony Towns legit, but legit. Um, but he's just... He's 20 and he looks 20 and it's going to take him probably five or six years to not look 20, to look like a guy who could compete with Embiid and Gobert and though, and Jokic and those kinds of guys. It just takes him so long to grow into these frames because he's a legitimate seven feet tall. Yeah. He's so it's just, it's just going to take time. Yeah. It's and, take time. And, and, and he's got to get minutes. And if it's not going to be in NBA games, 
they need to just be like, look, I know you were the number two pick in the draft, but yeah. you need to go to the G League for a while. Like, so, like, we just need you to get reps. And that's the most important thing for him right now. Last thing, Mo. Uh, does Steph Curry win another championship with the Warriors? <sighs> I'm going to say no. Yeah. Um, and part of it is just like, look how damn tough the West is. Yeah. You know, like Utah, Phoenix, the Clippers, Denver, Dallas coming up. You know, God knows what's going to happen with New Orleans over the next few years. You know, at some point they're going to be coming up. Memphis is coming up. Like there's, you know, and, and I didn't even mention the Lakers. And it feels like LeBron's going to play till he's 50. Um, so like, you know, like there's a level of just like, it is so damn tough, mm-hmm. you know, and I hope people don't take for granted the five trips to the finals and understand that that's like freakish. It like is. that's not like, that's absurd, you know? And that's kind of whenever I talk about LeBron and people, the goat stuff or whatever, and I flip flop every day on who's the goat between LeBron and, and MJ, but I go like, you can never discount eight straight finals. Can't. You just can't. That's a, that's a free. Nobody's doing that again. I think we're learning to look at that and appreciate that more now looking at how hard it is. Like Kawhi Leonard was at the top of the NBA world in 2019. And now I, I, it's hard to find people who take the Clippers seriously. Even if you could argue that the Clippers might be a better team, even though I think those Toronto teams are underrated. Modek Heel, uh, the athletic NBA show, Nerder She Wrote, great podcast. Uh, thanks so much for jumping on the show, man. Really appreciate it. Oh, thank you for having me, Wes. That'll do it for us today. Remember to subscribe to new episodes of Locked On Warriors wherever you listen to podcasts. Please rate, review, and say nice things about the show. You can send your comments and questions to me on Twitter at WC Goldberg or email them to me at wgoldberg at bayarianewsgroup.com. Now get all of the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. Thanks for listening. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.